When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your Game Week 29 Q&A with myself as and the lovely Sam. Although, Sam, as lovely as you are, your Game Week isn't as lovely, is it? That is a big old red. Oh, you know, sometimes everything <laughs> just goes a bit wrong and all the 50-50 calls that I had going into that week just went the wrong way. It was like one of those horror movies where you go, hmm, shall I bring in Rudiger or Reese James? Because I think Reese James might, you know, we talked about it last week, maybe he gets a rest in one of the games over the next couple of weeks that I wanted to be certain of players. Not only did he haul, then Rudiger got a rest. It's like... You, you just can't odds this sort of stuff. And and I knew Coutinho would have a good game week. He was the one player that I was really worried about. Not having Son over Kane was just such yeah. a 50-50 one. Like everything, Luca Dean over Matt Cash, another 50-50 decision a couple of weeks ago. They've all just kind of gone a bit wrong. But game week 29 is a new week. It is. And we're not, yeah, we're done with 28. If anyone wants I'm anyone done. wants reactions to 28, uh, Mark and Andy did a brilliant members video uh, yesterday. You can you can check that out. Um, very different weeks for us. I mean, I had my best game week of the season. You had your worst. That's how yeah. that's how different the, the two were. Yeah. Um, and like you say, lots of people had good weeks. Lots of people had had shocking weeks. It was a it was another really divisive week. It was. Yeah, hugely, hugely. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things that, I, you know, I look back at it now and I think it was also a week of chips, like lots of people using chips last week and I didn't use a chip. Um, so I was always kind of slightly worried that my game week might take a bit of a, a knock because of that. But, you know, moving forwards, got a plan in place, know roughly what I'm doing and still got a couple of chips left to play. So it will all be good. Onwards and upwards. Good. I feel positive, as I feel positive. Very positive. <laughs> uh, Martin Boyle in the chat says high variance game week. The stats boys and girls would would call it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've had a few of those this season. Um, it, it just is that kind of season. You're either on yeah. the right side of it or you're on the wrong side of it. And yeah, this week was was kind of the perfect example. Um, right, let's talk about 29. Before we do that, uh, I just want to talk about Fantasy Five. We had a winner. Someone won Hurrah. the ten thousand pound jackpot. Was uh, it you? Well, it was not me. J- Janny and I do these uh, on a on a Wednesday normally. Um, we've moved it to today because they've they've finalised kind of the winnings, um, and yeah, Jenny and I were, we were two away. So if you don't know what Fantasy Five is, essentially you pick five players, free to play game. Uh, you pick five players, and if they sort of outscore uh, a fantasy target, which is set by the game, and you get all five right, you win ten thousand pounds. If there's multiple people who get it right, as there was case in this, you, they kind of split the prize. Uh, but Jenny and I got three right, 
out of five, which is pretty good for us. But if we'd picked Kane and Trent, two very, very obvious players, uh, we would have won as well. We would have been in with it, but we didn't. We picked uh, <laughs> Anthony Gordon and someone else. Anthony uh, Gordon? Yeah, well we'll, well, we'll do a bit on Fantasy Five at the end because I want to get your opinion on Low the team score? I picked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's a trade-off with picking like the highest, like Kane obviously had a really high target yeah. and then hit it. Um, but someone like Gordon only needs an assist to yeah. hit his target. So you've kind of got, I mean, we picked Suzoko. Play the example. odds. Yeah. Play the odds. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you're interested in Fantasy Five, there's links in the descriptions below. Like I said, it's completely free to play. Uh, Sam and I will do a quick rundown of the team I've selected um, at the end of this uh, as well. So check it out. But before then, let us talk Q&A, as that's why we're here. Uh, <laughs> so if you've got questions, drop them in the chat. We'll answer as many as we can. If you want to send us a super chat, we appreciate it. We'll definitely answer those ones um, as well. But we haven't had it yet, so I will just start from the top. Uh, so the first question is from Sayuj, who says, first... Oh, good to be first. Good Always to be first. good to be fair. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, for the content. No problem at all. Uh, Cancelo and Rudiger out for Robertson and Doherty for a minus eight. Good idea. Not using free hit in 30. Cancelo and Rudiger out for a minus eight for Robertson and, and Doherty. What do you think of that? The thing is, with Cancelo, we don't really know whether he's going to be available. So he's ill. Is he going mm. to play? Because that's going to have a massive impact, isn't it, on the decisions that you make? He doesn't play till Monday. So it's Monday, yeah. But what illness is it? Yeah. That would that it does worry me a little bit with him. It is a nice fixture though against Crystal Palace, so that could he could return easily in that game, couldn't he? Although he has been less, he's got far less returns lately than we would normally have expected of Cancelo. Um, and the fixtures beyond game week 30, with the exception of that Liverpool game, I think that's in 32, mm. um, look really nice. So longer term, you might want him. If you've got value invested in him, can you easily get him back? It's There's all of those kind of quandaries that come with, with selling him. The Rudiger one, I mean... I wouldn't so much mind selling Rudiger. That's a, a transfer I'm thinking about doing this week is selling the player I just bought in last week, hmm. which feels ridiculous. But um, I, I'm not so wed to keeping him. I think he could go this week and then I could bring him back post game week 30 uh, after the Chelsea blank. But I don't know if I'd fancy a minus eight to get rid of well, them that's, both. That's what I'm, I mean. Robertson and Doherty are definitely superior options this week than Cancelo and Rudiger. But I mean, they both have... doesn't play either in 30. Well, that's so... it. They both they do have they both have an extra game though, so that's yeah. that's good for this week. And then Doherty's got good, the game in, in thirty. Yeah. I think I'd probably just do one of Cancelo or Rudiger out for Doherty and, and, yeah. and not and not do the other one. I, I think. think. So. I mean, obviously it depends on on your team and everything like that. But I think if you're then doing Rudiger out for Robertson, for example, for a minus four, I mean Rudiger's got, got Newcastle at home and then a really good fixture on from thirty one. You're probably going to want him back. Robertson then plays Man City in 32. Do you really want to keep that double up? I don't know. I think longer term, I would probably just do, I would probably just do Cancelo to, to Dotti. I think that would probably be my, my move yeah. um, in that. Um, Chapala go. Uh, that's one for me. For some reason, it's my opinion on Spurs. Uh, I'm torn between <laughs> Son. Because he knows what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm torn between Son or Kulu uh, as, and do you keep Coutinho? Um, I was also torn between Son and Kulu, and I will bring you into this because I want to get your opinion. Um, basically, I, I had Son in the... Because I'm wildcarding this week, so I had Son in my original draft. 
when I went down to Kulu, I looked so much stronger. Like 4.7 million saved. You know, I upgraded my bench. I've got rid of Rafina and I've got Coutinho back in because I think he's a better option than Rafina based on what I saw yesterday in, in both of those matches. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough between Son and Kulu to make me think 4.7 million is worth it. What do you think? No, I agree. I don't think that there is enough between the two of them. I think Son is explosive. We all know that. We've seen that for years. He can absolutely haul. But Kulu is equally capable of doing that. You know, we've we've seen that he has got assists in his locker. He's got goals in his locker. He is everything that Spurs... I said this on the FPL show last night. He's everything that I never knew Spurs needed until he came to the club. Like, I was mm. really excited about Bentacor. I thought Bentacor was going to be the one that really made a difference to the way that Spurs played. And he has, but it's been Kulu that's been the one that's actually made that big difference. It now means that when Kane gets his head up, there's a choice to be made. There's two players, both making really good runs into different areas. And Kane's got the opportunity to ping the ball to either or of them, which likely means that they share attacking mm. returns. Now, it doesn't mean I don't think Son's going to get any attacking returns. And as a Son owner, I'm not selling him this week because why would you ahead of a double game week and, and a game in game week 30? However, if I was investing in the Spurs midfield and I didn't have one, or I was on a wild card, I'd get Kulu because for the money that you can save, you're not taking any less opportunity for attacking returns with him and you're able to strengthen the rest of your team significantly as a result. There you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Backs up what I'm thinking uh, as well. I mean, obviously the, the Son and Kane double up if money's no object is, is you the do preferred it. one because Son yeah. is, is proven, you know, he'll deliver. But I haven't seen anything from since Kulu joined to make me think that he can't match him. Um, you know, or even, you know, maybe not even, maybe not match him, but yeah. for the price difference, you know, Son needs to outscore him by, you know, 10, 20 points probably over the next couple of weeks. And I don't yeah. think there's that much, there's not that much in between them. No. Um, on Coutinho, yeah, like like I said, I, I just think, I watched that Leeds, that Leeds game, that they've got worse. Like they've got worse. It, it could have gone one of two ways. I think the new manager could have come in and, and sorted them out. I was they, hopeful they, again at the weekend, were yeah. you? Watched Leeds I, at the weekend. Was hopeful. They I was hopeful, again. and I, I thought against Leicester they they looked more organised and, and more yeah. compact and, and restricted Leicester to a few chances. And, and Rafina had a couple of good ones. And then against Villa, it was just it was chaos awful. again. Yeah, it was. It was, just, it was just chaos at the back, and you know, I think they just weren't creating chances. Rafina looks isolated and frustrated. Bamford getting back is is potentially big big news. But I look, I watched Rafina in that game, and I just see so many signs of someone who when they're that frustrated and that annoyed with how things are going on, you, you know, you, some players you look at and you think, okay, this player's up for a relegation dogfight. They're going to yeah. claw, you know, they're going to drag this team by the scruff of the neck, um, you know, and, and keep them up. And I just don't think he's, he's that player. No. I think he's already got his head, I think his head's gone. I think he's already, he knows that he's going to get a move in the summer, whatever happens. He was probably hoping for a move in January, you know, buying and knocking the top European clubs. And I just don't think he's, he's going to be the, the man to lift, Lee's out of this so I've dumped him and I watched Coutinho it's complete opposite it's a talisman it's a big grin on his face like he, he could have had 40 points this, this game week should have had 40 <laughs> he should points have had. this week should have he had. was he fantastic was unbelievable Both games. it's not even like he was fantastic in one game and then in the second one was average he was fantastic in both fixtures really really good and I mean I as a Ramsey owner I'm 
definitely on the wrong side of that. But the way again, that, a huge variance between those two because the stats there was little little between them. Little between them in the stats, and but the way my team was structured, it Ramsey fitted, and I've had Ramsey for weeks, right? Um, so it made a lot of sense in that moment because the stats were right. And but right now, Coutinho is in such good form, and and you know we see it every week. We saw it with Spurs on Monday with with Kulu and Kane in particular, and we're obviously with Doherty that. There's always single game wickers who go absolutely mental in a double game. We can really achieve big numbers. Mm. So just because Aston Villa don't have a double game week this time around doesn't suddenly make their assets bad choices. And in fact, Coutinho, for me, remains one of the best choices for this game week, even with the double game weekers in mind, particularly when you look ahead to game week 30 and the fact that he's got a fixture then too. Yeah, I mean, the fixtures aren't amazing. I mean, West Ham away, I mean, I, I don't particularly fancy West Ham defensively anyway. They've just had a big European match yeah. um, as well away. So, you know, he's coming into that. I think there's, there's definitely a chance for He's got the game in 30. I mean, you know, um, Rafinha's away at Wolves. That isn't exactly a great game week 30 fixture anyway no. for anyone who's still considering him. Coutinho's got Arsenal at home. Arsenal just conceded to Watford. Yeah, they're a bit leaky. They're they're a decent defensive side numbers wise, but they do concede concede goals. There's goals here and there, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And then you can look at getting rid of them in third. I mean, thirty-one, and then have Wolves away, Spurs at home, and Liverpool at home. This is this is Villa. So I mean, that's around the time when you might want to look to to move him on, maybe for a Chelsea play, maybe Havertz comes in or or someone like that. But I think for the next two, there's not much in between him and him and I, well, actually, I think there is a lot between him and Rafinha. I'd definitely rather have Coutinho in those two games. Yeah, I think because, you know, if he didn't play in game week 30, then it would be a different conversation. But because you've basically got a choice between a player that plays in game week 29 and in game week 30, two of them, then you go with the one that's in form. And not only is Coutinho personally in far better form than Rafinha is, but the difference between Aston Villa and Leeds in this moment is absolutely huge. So you would want to invest in the team that's in good form. That's Aston Villa. They're taking so much confidence in the way that they play and leads the complete opposite. And, and yes, they have Bamford come back in for a little bit in that game. But, you know, is he fit and available enough to come back in and start in game week 29? Like, mm. is he... I mean, we've seen what's happened with players, Reese James, uh, Jamie Vardy, coming back from long-term injuries and then re-injuring themselves again. Like, the last thing they're going to want is that to happen to Bamford again for the second time this season you're gonna they're gonna have to take some time with him and be careful you would expect and there's just no create I mean Rafina is the most creative player in that lead side by a long way but nobody is finishing anything in that do you know do you know how many chances Rafina created against Villa no not very many zero is that what it was and he's the most creative player in that do you know how many shots Rafina had against Villa (laughs) I don't know none Zero. Yeah, it's and that's their best player. Up, got a yellow card. That's, that was that was his contribution to that game. That's their best player. That's their best player yeah. against against Villa, and they're fighting for their lives. And he's not having he's not creating a single chance or having a shot. They're in big trouble, I think, because huge trouble. You know, you look at Everton; they've got two nice fixtures this weekend. That on paper they should be able to get something out. Now, whether they can or not remains to be seen, because Wolves and, and Newcastle, in reality, are actually not easy games at all, particularly with the way Newcastle are playing. But they should be able to get something out of one of those games. And if they do, Leeds are dragged right back down into this again, having mm. played more games. Yeah. The, the the only plus really for for Rafina is is the fact it's Norwich at home. Yeah. But even can, then, Norwich scored against Chelsea. I can see them losing it. I can see them losing to Norwich. Yeah, Norwich have been really poor as well, but they have been scoring. Like Pookie yeah, got have. that penalty. They, they've got goals against Liverpool in the yeah. Cup and in the Premier League. 
I can see Norwich definitely scoring against Leeds in that game. So that means Leeds need two goals to win that match. I can't see Leeds scoring two goals no, at the I moment. No, I can't. No, it's tough, isn't it? I think they're yeah. in a they're in a real dogfight. And the sad thing is, is that I'm not sure that the new manager is that man. Is that man? Like he, you know, when when Newcastle went out and appointed Howe, it was like you you pick somebody who has experience being in this position. You've had you've got somebody who with Bournemouth was used to being at the bottom end of the mm. table and having to find points towards the end of the season and win games. And look what's happened with them. They are so much better. Yes, they've had some money investment, they've signed some new players. Yeah, I get that. However, what what he has done is remarkable in terms of the turnaround that we've seen at Newcastle. It's six wins in seven, isn't it? They've not lost this calendar year. <laughs> like, so since the turn of the year, they've not ridiculous. lost a Premier League. I mean, that is madness when you think about where they were pre-Christmas. You look at Leeds. Now they've sacked Bielsa. They've got in the new guy who doesn't really have any experience dealing with this kind of situation. They've still got, and I said to Lee yesterday, they have... Leeds have been unlucky this season in their injuries. They've lost their key players throughout the season. But they've just, they're not even fighting for it now, it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like there's any grit coming out of those players. And when you're, when you're talking about Rafinha, Rafinha's not a gritty player. He's a, he's a classy flair player. He needs, they need to be gritty. They need, Bamford will help coming back. He will help. Mm because they'll probably be able to score some goals, but they're defensively so poor. They'll let goals in. They're going to have to score more than they concede. And I just don't see that happening. Well, I mean, nuclear atmosphere is about Gelhart. When Gelhart came on, they looked a lot better. They had they, they had did. a focal point up front and then Bamford came on, but that didn't, it didn't improve Rafinha at all. No, he still wasn't, he still wasn't, he still was equally as frustrated. I mean, the, there was yeah. decent balls coming into the box for the strikers to feed. And I think an, in, a fit Bamford would have put some of those Away. I mean, Dan James is, is just, is hopeless. He's absolutely not the one. Front. He's absolutely not. Anyway, that's enough about Leeds. Uh, let's take some uh, some super chats. Um, Ross Wheeler, you'll like this one. Sam, you are so beautiful and truly amazing. Wow. It's oh, nice, isn't it? What a nice thing to say. Thank you for everything you bring to the FPL world as a fellow Spurs fan. Come on, you Spurs. How oh, nice is that? That's made my day. Thank you. What a nice thing to say. Where's, where's my where's my super chat Ross tell me how beautiful and amazing I am that's what I want to know not beautiful really nice. as you're handsome thanks handsome. Sam appreciate that are we going to get accused <laughs> of flirting again now we had a what, what, I, was, I was looking through because I you know the members survey that I did um, I was looking through the, the comments on the videos and one of them was like uh, sick of As and Sam's flirting on the Q&A stream <laughs> I mean apparently so but apparently so yeah sorry how Lee, long so... we've been friends for like forever it's I know not... so, so, sorry Lee if you're watching it's not intentional probably is watching it. probably come in in a minute and accuse you of flirting with me <laughs> oh god uh, Josh Tan uh, on a minus four thinking of a bench boost minus eight uh, out for James to Robertson. Okay, so already on a minus four, thinking of James out of Robertson. Teams is Ramsdale, Dubravka, James, Trent, Rudiger, Doherty, White, Saka, Salah, Kulu, Willock, Raf, Kane, Watkins, Brozier. That is a bench boost team, without a doubt. Yeah, and actually I was in my head I was thinking that is the minus eight worth it? And then I was trying to count how many, as you were reading them, how many players playing 30, but there's a lot of players that yeah. play in 30 in that team. So taking a minus eight for a player that doesn't play in 30 because you want to bench boost that team looks really yeah, good. Yeah, do it. I mean you are not you're not going to get a better opportunity than that, I don't no, think, to, to do I agree. it. 
Um, just just use yeah. it, get it out of the way, and then you can focus on the running. Yeah, easy, easy bench boost for me. Yeah. Um, Stephen Gallagher, hi guys. Would you go Alonso and Ramsey to Doherty and Kulu? Also, there's DK likes to be called, I believe, like Donkey Kong. Uh, for a minus four, okay. Alonso and Ramsey to Doherty and uh, Kulu. I won't be free hitting in thirty and have the Coutinho and Son to cover Spurs and Villa. Alonso and Ramsey to Doherty and Kulu for a minus four. That sounds excellent to me. I mean, I, I don't. don't know, I, I don't know even, why you I don't even question it. Just no. do it now. <laughs> I mean, Alonso. Alonso's not playing, so you're. Yeah. you're that's that's an easy one. And, and Ramsey then, to Kulu is a massive upgrade in terms of the games huge. that they've got. Like even if you even if you just take in the games this week, it's better to have Kulu. Even if you take in the game next week, it's better to have Kulu. And particularly if you look at the long term, it's better to have him. So just do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ramsey as well. I think the. We didn't have a lot of data to, to know what the position, the, the formation change of, of Villa meant for Ramsey and Coutinho. Hmm. Um, I, I think it's, it's pretty obvious now that Coutinho is a better option. He just floats around those two strikers. They create space for him. He has more shots, more more strikers to create chances for. He's better in every way. But I think it definitely means Ramsey's dropped back more and he's he's not so much getting forward in, into those into those positions. So I, I think you I think Ramsey's a, a, a sell for me if I had him, given hmm. the fixtures. Um, and, and if you if you can move him to to Kulu for you know even for a hit, I'd, I'd definitely do that. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Bradley, hello. For each transfer in isolation, does this minus twelve uh, minus hit 12? sound feasible? Whew. Come on, then. Okay. Got to write this one down. Wow, here's a player we haven't mentioned in in a couple of uh, in a couple of streams. Luke Shaw out. <laughs> who owns Luke Shaw still? Right, go on. Jonathan, Shaw for Jonathan who? Bradley does. Jonathan Bradley, uh, short, short out, Matip in, yes or no? We're looking at them in isolation, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not hugely inspiring. Actually, you can't look at this in isolation because one of them in, it involves getting Kane in. So I'll, I'll tell you them all. Okay, short Matip. Yeah. Rudiker to Ben Davis. Okay. King to Gelhart. Okay. <laughs> and Jimenez to Kane. So it's a minus 12 for Kane, essentially. <laughs> it's tough because, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like the players you own. I do like Kane. Is it worth a minus 12? Are you going to play all four of them? Like, if you're going to go with the Spurs defender, I don't think Davis is the one I would be going with. I think the only one I'd do out of that would be Rudiger to Doherty. And I think I'd I'd probably That's leave what... the others. Maybe yeah. sure oh, well, and, and maybe and maybe lose Shaw. I think I think given given that you've got so many crappy players, Kane isn't Kane isn't the priority. You've got to get rid of Shaw. You've probably got to get rid of King. You know, like you've you've got to kind of prioritize a little bit. Um I agree. I would I would do Shaw to Doherty. Yeah. I'd because keep actually Ru- Rudiger's got quite a nice I'd fixture. I'd keep Rudiger so. against Newcastle. Yeah. And then I would do King out for... Well, it depends how much money you've got in the bank. But I mean, if say you didn't have much money, um, you, you could you could just get Brozier if he's fit, I guess. Got Watford at home. He's a better option than King. Or maybe... Next, or, it depends no, on the chance doesn't. for 30 though, doesn't it? Like... 
It depends if you're going to free hit. If you're going to play through 30, then whoever you get in that striker position, you probably want to be playing in game week 30 as well. So, Evan Tony has got quite a nice fixture this week yeah. and then plays in go. game week 30. Maybe he's have a, a look he, at him. He's quite more a lot more expensive, more though. At 6'5. Because the, the, I'm looking at players on, on the wild card. I've been looking at players around 6'5 to bring in. Yeah. It is, it is not easy to find a, a player who, who plays. I mean, if you go up to like 7. You could take a punt on someone like Daka or Ianacho, maybe, but they are punts, right? We don't really know who, which one's going to start, even though Vardy's out. Yeah. So, you know, I was looking at like Veghorst, but then he hasn't got the game in 30, but then he's got a load of games coming, um, you know, a load of doubles to be rearranged from 31. He's also got a good fixture this week as well, Veghorst, got Brentford. So if, say, say Jonathan is free hitting in, in 30, then Veghorst might be an option, decent game in that. Free hit, not have to worry about it. And then he's got all the doubles to, to yeah. kind of come. I mean, King's 5.8, Tony's 6.5. Mm. If you take Shaw, what, how much even is Shaw these days? I've not looked, <laughs> I've not literally not looked at Shaw. I would guess he's either 5 5. I reckon he's, he must have fallen to 5 2. He's 5 now. Is he 5? Okay. So that is a fall from grace. Um, really, isn't it? So we're going to save what, 0.3 there. If you've got any money in the bank, you might just be able to go sure to Doherty and then take King to Tony. I think any. I think you could if if you need more money, you could go. You could go down to Ben Davis if you needed to. I mean, he's what four four, so he's that gets you an extra point three. So if you need that as well, I do. I, I mean, I really think that Evan Tony might be a really good option right now. Brentford have been poor let's be honest but they were so much better at the weekend and you know, that will happen when you have christian erickson starting for your team more creativity more drive more determination from all of them yes i know they were playing against norwich however they were significantly improved and i think if you look at their fixtures they don't look too bad plus the fact that they play in game week 30 so tony is definitely somebody that's on my potential radar. I, I can I can players. see him. He, yeah. he was actually he was actually in the first the first wildcard draft. The reason I took him out was because his his uh, XG non penalty against Norwich was really low. Mm. Like really, really low. He was he was basically completely without on those penalties. But Ericsson definitely strengthens him one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is with Ericsson is that he's difficult because he's in that midfielder bracket and there's so many good midfielders that you want. But up top we're still kind of, apart from Kane, we are still kind of scrambling around for forward players at the moment. So if you can go to Tony, I think he could be a good pick for a couple of weeks. Yep, I'll agree with that. But yeah, de- definitely lose Shaw. Like we're both agreed on that. I don't think I'd do a minus 12 though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a minus 12, no. Not not for those players. I mean, you know, Davis, Gelhart and, and no, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, Martin Boyle says I'm beautiful too. Thanks, Martin. Uh, you are. Jack Barwell's called me a hunk, so a hunk, um, a hunk. I've I have never been called a hunk before, so I'm taking that. Take uh, that. We should get these <laughs> quotes framed. <laughs> we should. Uh, Jay says my voice is beautiful. I enjoy listening to you. This is great. This is <laughs> this is fantastic. Everyone's being so lovely today. Uh, Lee's in the chat. He says, "Can we stop flirting, please?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, giving me, Lynn's giving me the eye emojis as well. Sorry, Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. Sorry. Lynn. <laughs> Sorry. Excellent. So um, as is like my brother, let's just be clear. It's like having another brother. So Absolutely. Flirting. Come Flirting. On. What real. are they talking about? Be Come real. on now. Come uh, on. Uh, Samudra Gupta says, hi, guys. Love these sessions of yours. Yeah, well, we love the Q&As, don't we? We do. A, we do enjoy them. Yeah. Um, what's your secret this year, As Last year, you looked miserable on Black Box chasing Mark. 
But this year, whatever you are touching is turning golden. P.S. You're pretty too. Oh, this is this is lovely. I'm I'm really enjoying this Q and A. Um, I don't know what my secret is this year. If I'm being honest, I I don't feel like I'm playing the game any differently to how I played it last year. But I'm just catching really big hauls and really big mm. returns. I I, I mean. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm it, I think it's a bit. I mean, I feel like I'm making good decisions. Like, but I'm. I'm. I'm being risky. Like, you know, I went for James really early on, even though he just came back from injury, and I went for him again, and he'd only just come back from injury. Yeah. But I'd, I, I. I took. Um. The reason I did that was because I got information from the press conferences. Like, I knew Azpilicueta was going to be out of that first game, so it basically confirmed to me that James was going to start in that match. And if you remember going right back to the start of the season, um. I think Rudiger was out and then they had another defensive injury and Tuch was basically like, we've got no defenders and James was back. And I think he was kind of rushed back in, in that, in that case as well and slotted straight in. And I think he scored a goal or or got a goal and assist in that. So I'm using, I'm using information to kind of make the decisions as as much as I can. Um, The, 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 I mean, the team that, I mean, team news with Neil on, on the Friday is so key for what oh, it's for massive it's yeah. absolutely huge you, you, you know if you don't listen to that video you've you've got to you've got to pay attention to these things because little snippets you pick up from press conferences are, are just so important i think mm. the only other thing I'm, I'm making a conscious effort to do this year is to take less hits as well i've, I've always taken loads and loads of hits and this okay. season and last season i got burned a lot by just trying to tap into players and just not hitting big returns from them mm. and i've been a bit more loyal to players and that also ties into me only buying players I want to keep for a longer period as well. And like, again, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm droning on a bit. But last year, what I did was I, I'd, I'd bring in a player for like two weeks with the intention to sell them after the two weeks. Yeah. And then I'd always have something else I needed to do. And I'd get stuck with players for ages. Yeah. Whereas this year, if I bring in a player, I go, oh, he's got really good two fixtures. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But is he actually a good player? No, it's Neil Mope. Okay, don't bring him in. <laughs> You know, and I think that that's probably the the major thing that I'm I'm doing differently is I'm I'm trying to think about things a bit. It's all about sticking to a strategy, I think, isn't it? And yeah, like with with this game week because it went so badly for me, I was I had a real wobbly moment earlier earlier on in this week before yesterday's fixtures where I was like maybe I just change what I'm doing and I play my wild card now. But the reality is I I've got a plan for a reason, and I kind of was like yes I could go and play my wild card now, but would I be would I be in any better a position with my team going forward? Like I've already been setting them up for the for this week coming with a couple of transfers and, and a minus four. I can be sort of almost where I'd be with a wild card. Whereas when I'm planning to play in 31, I'll be in a better place for that moving forward, particularly when it comes to my bench boost and everything else. So I do think there is an element of just being a bit more not listening to the noise. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, you know, it is definitely that it's having a strategy and, and sticking to it or but also kind of being a bit flexible with things i think oh, that yeah, the, yeah. the what the wild card in 26 was was big for me because i think if i'd got too into twitter that night when everyone was showing their wild card teams and showing new strategies yeah. i think i could easily have been sucked into that and okay. so i just turned everything off i just went look i'm not i haven't planned to wild card i haven't got enough time to think about all the different permutations i don't mm. want to just blindly copy people I'm going to look at my team. I'm going to stick to the plan. I like the triple captain on Salah. I like the fact I won't have to th- free hit, you know, in, in that crappy looking double game week for Burnley. I don't need to look at everyone's better teams and, and suddenly think that I need to do it. So I just yeah. 
got rid of all the noise, exactly what you just said. And sometimes that can be the best thing to do, stick to your own plans. You know, it's, it, there's so much information out there and it's so useful to know when double game weeks are likely to drop and who's going to blank and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to actually looking at people's strategies, there's no reason why you can't develop a better strategy yourself. Oh, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, and I think watching you and Neil doing the team stream, coming on and talking about your team in a Q&A like this is very, very different to going on Twitter and looking at what everybody else is doing with their teams and then thinking, oh, I haven't got... Like, if you just listen to what the noise is on Twitter, then Kane is essential and you should literally rip up everything that you've done in your team mm. to fund him, whether that's taking a minus 12 or, a, you know, playing, yeah. a, playing a chip just to own him. But then you look at what you'd have to sacrifice in some teams to do that. You know, the one we just looked at was a difficult example. But for some people, I was chatting to Kelly last night and she was talking about selling Sun. It's like, well, yeah, you could sell Sun, but actually the underlying stats aren't horrendous for Sun either. You're talking about a minus eight to sell Sun for Kane. Like, is Kane going to get eight more points than Sun this week? Yes, he could. But could Sun also score? eight more points than Kane absolutely so I, I think you know you just have to be mindful of, of listening to advice listening to all the stuff about the good fixtures and the form and the data and then looking at your team and thinking about what is right for your team because what's right for your team is maybe different to what's right exactly. for it's, someone else on Twitter it's, it's exactly that kind of move that I would I would I would probably have been considering last year be like, oh my God, Sane's not really, Son's not been doing that much. Kane's been yep. going crazy. Do I need to make that move? And that is what I'm doing this year. It's just, let's just stop, just chill out. And and I think like what I, what, I, what we say to a few, quite a few people on these streams is deal with your weakest player first. Yes. So, there is no one's team in which Son is their weakest no, player. No, not at in all. In the squad. You know? Not at all. So even, even though you might want Kane and okay, Kane could hit big figures. There will probably be players in your team which are so weak that the upgrade from them to someone else benefits you long term and is a better move yeah totally agree yeah um fizz uh gave us a nice trip fizz 113 also says r.i.p my fiver after like five comments come on fizz we're getting there we're getting through them we are getting there i I got carried away uh to samudra's uh question but we will answer (laughs) a question now fizz um thank you for super chat anyway uh hey guys how do we this is a really good question actually um how do we deal with uh pep's roulette (laughs) (laughs) and spurs's quality roulette with Pep switching his players and Spurs' quality uh, varying. I think the other thing with... Actually, I think Pep's been a lot better this year, generally, um, in terms of... Really, I mean, he burnt a lot of people on the free hit in, in 20... He did. In 27. Um, but generally speaking, Foden's playing majority games. De Bruyne is playing. Um, okay, Sterling's now kind of a bit out of here. But, but, you know, when Grealish was, was out, Sterling was playing. Um, the trouble with, with City, though, is, of course, as well as the play roulette, you've got the points roulette. As well, yeah. you who's going to get the who's going to get the points. I mean, Foden owners were so unlucky last week because he could oh, have and should have had yeah. points. And I just I watched that game thinking how how was Foden blanked in this game? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I think if you if you want to invest in the Pep Roulette, then Cancelo, KDB, Foden, they're the the best yep. three. Um, because they're the ones least at risk of rotation. They're the ones with the biggest potential for returns over a significant period of time because I think they'll get the most minutes. Um, when it comes to Spurs, oh, it's tough because we are, we no, we have been 
like a yo-yo this season like and it's been infuriating as a Spurs fan sometimes you know we were fantastic against yeah. Man City then we go and lose to Burnley we were fantastic against Leeds against Everton but yet we, in that same period of time we've also lost to Middlesbrough like it's it a lot of the time it hasn't made sense but then you know it, it does seem like things are a bit better now I think for Spurs now between now and the end of the season the only thing that they have to think about is the Premier League. They has There is nothing else on the radar. The cup is gone. There's no opportunity for silverware, but there is an opportunity for the Champions League. And we now have, and we've seen under Conte so far this season, that when he's got periods of time between matches where he can work with his players, work on a strategy, and he's not dividing his time between a midweek match and a weekend match, we have been so much better in those fixtures. So... I would be fairly confident of seeing an attacking Spurs team in the same way that we did against Everton and Leeds for the remainder of the season. Now, there's a couple of difficult games in there. Manchester United at the weekend, regardless of Manchester United's current state, that is still a difficult game because obviously Mm. they're still in the hunt as well and it's a six-pointer. And there's Liverpool in there towards the back end of the season, the FPL family derby. Um, (laughs) And that will be a difficult game because, again, for them, they will need to win that game and likely we will too. So, but I would be fairly confident in investing in Spurs. Now, if you go with Son and Kane, Son and Kulu, Kulu and Kane, I don't think you can go far wrong. The defenders, that's more of a risk. But with the attacking players, I don't think you'll go far wrong. No. I mean, it's, I'm looking at Kulovetsky, for example. I mean, he's played six games for Spurs now. It's three wins for Spurs, three losses. Yeah. And the three losses are against Burnley, Wolves and Southampton. Yeah, and uh, he didn't start in... in, the, in like he, he didn't start against Southampton. In, yeah. yeah. He only got 14 Wolves, minutes. He came on late in the Wolves game. He came no, he on... Went, he, you know, he played 62 against Wolves. He but came he off. came on. No, he came on. Oh, okay. He came on... At 30 20, minutes, yeah, 26 okay, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he came on in that one. So since he started, Spurs, he's returned in every game. Like Spurs have been better since that moment. So mm. I don't see him being dropped. I just don't see it. I, like, I can't see Lucas Moura suddenly taking his spot. Could he get minutes managed? Yes, but why? Why would we need to manage minutes? We've been nothing else. So... I think my, my worry with Spurs is is when you play opponents who are, who are tricky to break down. And, and, the, la- and the last stream we did... I said to you, I was picking Harry Kane on the free hit because my what I think this could the game could have gone two ways. It could have gone Everton sit back like I did against City. Spurs struggle to break them down, and it's a problem. Or Everton try and go toe to toe with them and get absolutely hammered. And Kane's at the front of all of it. And it, yeah. it was exactly that second one that happened. And that's why I had him in because I, I didn't want to risk not having him in case Everton tried that. And you look at Spurs' fixtures. You look at United and Brighton in this double. I think they are fantastic fixtures for Spurs. Both teams are going to attack and, and go and try and play on the front foot. And I think that yeah. gives Spurs openings. Webster's out again for, for, for Brighton. We we concede so many goals when he's not playing. And then it's West Ham at home. I'm going to that match now, confirmed, which is good. Derby, open attacking game again. And then Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, Brentford. None of these teams sit back in the way that Burnley did in that match. No. These, these are all potentially open games that I think Spurs can... can you know, get something from. So I'm not worried about investing in them at the moment, even though the format has been mixed. I think it's a great time to, to get them in. 
Did I mean, you think I'd be saying that? I know. Did you? I mean, I'd, no, I mean, if you just said to me two weeks ago that the communities were going to be getting in Doherty this week, I'd have gone, what on earth happened? <laughs> no. We entered the twilight zone. Um, but, but you know, Spurs have looked significantly better. And I, 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 I said last night on the FPL show a lot of times it was Everton and it was Leeds. Like, let's not let's not suggest for any set stretch of the imagination that these were um difficult games they weren't because of the way that those two teams played against us but you look at the Manchester City game and Spurs managed that game well for the majority mm. of it you know they kept letting Man City back in it but that Spurs defensively sometimes but the way that Man City played against us allowed us opportunities and if you allow the likes of Kane and Son opportunities they will most of the time take them. So investing in their attack in particular is, is sensible to me. Yeah. And just a final point on City. I still love Foden as an option. I really yeah, I do. do. Yeah. I think that there is, there's a bit of, of risk that he drops deep and, and maybe De Bruyne plays a bit further mm. forward. But looking at the price, I mean, he's, he's what, 7-9, 7-8, something like that. I think, you know, once once 30 is out of the way, City have got another double game week coming at yeah. some point. They've got Brighton um, to be rearranged. And I can see myself investing back in Foden. I've got mm. rid of him and I can see myself getting back because he's, he's quite easy to get to, especially if you've yeah. got the likes of Coutinho, which leads us on nicely to the next Super Chat, which is from uh, Concept. Uh, hi, Az and Sam. Any advice on a Rafina replacement? Uh, I've got 7.4 million in the bank, so a little bit short of, of Foden. Um, free hit in game week 30. My initial thought is Coutinho or Ziyech. So Coutinho is a tricky one to advise on if you're going to be free hitting in 30 because the fixture run is tough from 31. Very tough. Mm. Yeah. Um, what did you say? 7.4? 7.4. Okay. Yeah. So essentially you're looking for a player for this week and then and then sort of going on from, from 31. CH is an interesting one. I just, I don't trust that he's going to, he's going to play enough. No. It's annoying because Havertz is just that little bit more. Mm. So is Mount. Both of those, I think, would have been really nice options if you're free hitting oh, well, in the game. I, 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 I would, I would go for Havertz or Mount. Yeah, how much yeah. is Havertz? Havertz um, is seven point eight, and Mount is seven point five. So you oh, need to find just, a little bit. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that is annoying. Um, yeah, just looking at who, who's under there that's got <sighs> Mount would be perfect. Mount would be absolutely perfect at, at seven point five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is frustrating. I mean, if you haven't got Kulu, I, th- yeah. I think I think he, he's probably the one. If you haven't got Saka, he's the one. Um, one of those two. I mean, assuming you you've you've. Got, I mean, an- another player you could get would would be um could be Barnes, Harvey Barnes. I know I know you've got thirty. Leicester but... just I just they're so inconsistent. That's my problem with Leicester. Like I think you know we're talking about Spurs being inconsistent, and they are. But Leicester are even worse. Like they are, but they've got three games to be rearranged. They have from yeah. thirty-one, and the fixtures are nice. I mean, if you look at thirty-six, for example, when we're expecting a big double game week, they've got Everton at home. They could potentially have Norwich at home dropped into that as well. In thirty-three, which is the other double game week, they've got Newcastle away. They're either going to get Everton, Norwich, or Chelsea in that. These, yeah. this, you know, both of those doubles are really, really nice for Leicester. Um, and you can get Madison or Barnes for under that. I, I would go for Madison or Barnes under Coutinho long term. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think for this week, I would target, if you don't have Son and Kulisewski, I would target them this week yep. because of the double game week, knowing that it's easy to move one of them 
to the likes of Barnes or Madison or whoever it is from Leicester that is at that moment performing when we get into sort of game week 31-ish territory and we start to hopefully get some insight into where these games are going. I'm going to say Kulu first, Saka second, Barnes third. Unless you can find point one. And then Unless Mount. you can find point one for Mount. Yeah. yeah. And, then I'll put, and then I'd put him, where would you put him? Over, I'd probably put him top. Because you've got Newcastle at home this week and then an amazing run of fixtures. And then an amazing run, probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. That was a good answer. Um, We're at 45. We're probably going to stop it through. Uh, Mike Poopy asks, is it Super Chats only? It's not Super Chats only. Never. When we run out of Super Chats, we'll then start answering other questions. But we get so many that it kind of... I mean, we've done 45 and only answer Super Chats. So if you want... Basically, if you want your... If you want your question definitely answered, Super Chats... If you... Or get here really early because we'll it's never really early. Yeah, exactly. That's it's never super point. chat at the beginning. That's a very good point. Um, we don't intend to do this as a super chat only stream. It's just obviously no. if people are super chats, we're going to answer those ones. Um, okay, the final super chat then is from Neil Shah. Uh, so no more, please. Um, we're going to. I've got two. Oh, Fizz is back. Hi, Fizz. We <laughs> really appreciate your 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 uh, support. Um, but yeah, you, you got in just before. So we do two more. Just. Just in time. Uh, Neil Sharp, um, Bowen to Kulu and Watkins to Kane for minus four or just Bowen to Son? Bowen to Kulu and Watkins to Kane for a minus four sounds absolutely fantastic. I'd do that. I'd be all over that. Yeah. Gets rid of I two would. problematic players, I think. They've both got a game, you know, got a double. They've, got an, they've both got the game in 30. You're getting in Kane. I'd go for Kane over Son. Anyway, I think that's I think that's worth it. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, final one is from Fizz again. Uh, my friend told me that as part of the sanctions, FPL players can't transfer Chelsea players. Is this true? And if true, how do we deal with this? Uh, that's well... you can. <laughs> you I mean, can sell your Chelsea assets. Imagine imagine that rule coming in though. Which my was, gosh, it all just be you, like you try why? you try and you try and buy a Chelsea player. And it's like no, you can't. It's it's a sanction on this player. Or this player. You can um, still transfer your Chelsea players. It is interesting. I mean, the, the Chelsea sanctions is interesting. I mean, Tuchel obviously was asked about it last night and, you know, he kind of said, or did he, he said, as long as there's a bus and and kits, then we'll we'll go out to every game and, it, and it's just kind of business as, as usual. I mean, you don't know how much it's going to affect the players, everything that's going on. Um, I mean, it affects a player like Rudiger, for example. Apparently they were close to getting him to sign a new contract. And now they can't because they can't they can't give deals to new players. So they've got players running out of contracts. If they don't get it sorted soon, um, you know they almost certainly will lose him um, in the summer. They won't be able to sell Lukaku, even though I'm sure they're probably pretty desperate to to do that. So transfer wise, you know, it, it's obviously got big implications. But performances wise on the pitch, I mean, all the players are still getting paid. I'm sure that I'm sure there's going to be a solution to it. They're not just going to let Chelsea die out like they there will be special dispensation i imagine that allows them to sell the club and, and kind of continue so i wouldn't worry about chelsea on the on the pitch i think you know from 31 they've got an incredible run of fixtures the likes of Havertz, mount james rudiger they're all going to be factors so i wouldn't worry about it too much okay yeah unless they do bring in a rule okay. which says we can't transfer them in <laughs> They won't. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think they won't. And yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. Yep, agreed. Uh, right, I think that's it from us. Oh, uh, sorry, we did have one from Adam Har- Adam Hardy. Uh, he gave he gave us uh, he did super chats. We forgot to put the message in, but I've seen it. Um, 
Oh, actually, this is a, it's a good question, Twin. A Spurs question. This is this is this is the actual final. Ah, oh, uh, Yeah. Um, Sessegnon is injured. Uh, yeah. So, what does that mean for Reguilon? Is he a better option than Doherty? Yeah, I think he is. You think he uh, is? Wow. Yeah. I, I, so, okay. So here's the way I see it. Doherty has had a fantastic two games, but they have been against Leeds and Everton, where at no point was he asked to do any defending. He literally camped out in their halves and wasn't asked to get back at all. Going forward against teams like Manchester United, like Liverpool, like some of the other fixtures that we've got coming up, he will have to do some defending. I worry that when Doherty does some defending, it won't go well, as we've seen <laughs> up until now, which is why he's never got a consistent run in the Spurs team, because when he's had to assist with the defence, things haven't really gone to plan. He also has an understudy on that side of the pitch in Emerson Royale, who was the preferred man in that position for the majority of the season. And Conte has been known in the past to pick a player then they don't perform very well. And he goes, right, that's enough of you. Take you off. You're playing instead. And then play that player for a couple of games until he decides he's had enough of that one and swap him over again. On the other side of the pitch, we've seen that with Reguilon this season. However, at this moment, the only player that can play there is Reguilon or Kulisevsky. Now, he's not putting Kulisevsky in wing-back position. He just won't. He's playing too well in the position that he's in at the moment. And he is allowing us to play this expansive attacking football that Conte wants us to play so my view is he'll play Reguillon he'll play Doherty both of them will go forward but and I don't think either of them gets dropped I don't think that there's a a risk that either of them's dropped but I do think Reguillon will get more attacking returns now that he's back because he's much more clinical than Doherty Mm. has ever shown himself to be at Spurs he might if he goes back to Wolves Doherty then we'll be laughing but I just have an element of niggle in the back of my head that says there is a risk that Emerson Royale gets a game here or there. And as long as you've got a squad that can cover that risk, you're fine. Let's be honest, they're both traps. The Spurs (laughs) defence, and this is what I said yesterday to James on the FPL show, the Spurs defence is a trap. Going with the free attackers, no issue there at all. The Spurs defence, believe me, will constantly be a disappointment to you because they are to me most weeks. But they do have some attacking threat and that is where they're worth the the slight risk. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, The final thing from Adam is he just asked, he wants to bench boost, should he do James to Matip? I I mean, if you're going to bench boost, you've got got to get rid of James. So if if Matip's your, your preferred option, then yeah, do it. Um, lovely. I think that's it, Sam. Um, before we go, let me just talk you through my Fantasy Five selection, just so you can go see on, the then. players that are definitely going to win me ten thousand pounds. Are uh, you going to share it with me then? If this you win? week. Uh, oh God, I guess I'll have to, won't I? <laughs> yes, nice. Uh, so we've got uh, Brentford v Burnley, a tough one to tough one to pick. Um, the Brentford players are all priced really heavily, so I've gone for Brownhill. <laughs> 4.5 though, just needs an assist. Okay. I mean, yeah. he might get one. Yeah. I mean, it's just looking like Tony 6.5. That means he needs two attacking returns, right? Yeah, that's quite tough. What's Ericsson? Yeah. 7.5. Ooh. I know. It's a lot, right? I yeah, mean, he's Brownhill pro- probably then. He's probably quite the exciting one, but I've gone, I've gone for Brownhill. Uh, United Spurs, I've gone for Harry Kane. Of course you have. 
I mean, he's six five. I mean, he's the same price as like Tony, and he's just so six good five. Is that it? Yeah, he that's get, it. He get that. He can, he can get two two attacking returns. There's no one. I, I you know I look for these these bargain players, but there's no one that really kind of stood out. Um, I like Kane yeah. six five. I think you can easily do that. Um, Chelsea, I've gone for. Oh, this one was really tough. I've gone for Kovacic um, at five five. I don't know who's going to play. Not expecting you to say that. No, I bet Kovacic. I was thinking. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Havertz or Mount or Pulisic. I just, I just don't know who's going to play. The trouble is Havertz is 8-5. Mount is 9-5. Ziyech is 8-5. I actually think Ziyech is, is going to start this one. Um, you know, because... Don't think the ch- I don't. I wouldn't bank on a, def- on a defensive clean sheet either, the way that Newcastle are playing at the moment. Well, no, exactly. And then I think maybe I should go for a Newcastle player. So, but then even some. I mean, Fraser's seven five, for example. Like the, the prices on, on this five. on this game are, are quite high, which is why I've gone for Kovacic. I might move that to Ziyech though. What do you reckon, Ziyech or Kovacic? Because Kovacic would just need a go- a, an assist and a clean sheet or a goal. Ziyech would need a goal and an assist. I, don't, I think I'd stick with Kovacic. Stick with Kovacic. There you go. See? Talked you into him. There you go. Uh, West Ham, Villa. Uh, I've gone for Coutinho. It's, yeah. It's, it's very hard to watch him play at the moment and not pick What's him. What's his number? 7-5. Okay. We can get I, that. Quite high, but I think he did. I mean, you know, the likes of Lanzini is 7-5. Oh. Um, who else is like Antonio, 6-5. Well, they, they are high. Well, it's because people won it last time yeah. out, so they've, they've kind of upped it a bit. Um, I think of all the players that, that need to get a fairly big target, I think Coutinho is the, the biggest one. You trust him the most, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the final game is Arsenal-Leicester. This was a really tough one. Uh, like Lacazette's 9-5, for example. There's no wow. way he's getting that, surely. Got three more than Kane, that is. That's so mad. The, the Arsenal players are crazy. Odegaard's 8-5, Martinelli 9-5, uh, Saka 8-5. Uh, so I've gone for Barnes um, at 7-5. He's the same price as Madison. There isn't really anyone that I massively like the look of in this. I think it's probably going to be a fairly low scoring. I think it's probably going to be a one-one, or a you know, or a two-one maybe. Yeah. At, at most, uh, but Barnes has been playing well. He was he was really good in, in Europe again. Uh, You're a Barnes night. fan this week. I've noticed I'm on this Barnes stream, fan. it's becoming a theme. It is. Yeah. Well, I'm normally a Madison fan, but this hip injury he's got is is a bit worrying. Yeah, it's a problem, isn't it? Anyone else you want to talk me into, or should I just stick with Barnes? No, I mean I do think Saka will do well, but. 8.5 is a lot. It is a lot, isn't it? I mean, there's doing well and there's 8.5 worth of doing well. Yeah, I think I'd probably stick with Barnes. Yeah, okay. Well, that's my pick then. Brownhill, Kane, Kovacic, Coutinho uh, What a Barnes. team. What a team. <laughs> uh, like I said, if you are interested in this, there's links in the description. It's completely free to play. Uh, you can win £10,000 if you get your five right and you can probably pick a better team than, than me. I mean, Janny and I last week was the closest we've got. Um, with three out of five. Uh, but yeah, it's great that there were some winners uh, last week as well. And if, if any of you who won it are watching this, then congratulations and enjoy your your prize. Um, Sam, amazing stream as always. Uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, Q&A ahead of Where the Where I blank. will have a green arrow. 100%. Yeah. I'll be in the top 1K and you'll be on a huge green arrow. I have absolutely no I'm doubt. owed a huge one. I mean, it's about this time that normally the arrow is massive so yeah this week like i need like a 100k green arrow i mean that's doable right 100 yep <laughs> <laughs> no doubt at all uh thanks everyone for all your support all your messages all your questions uh great stream as always uh, and we'll see you soon bye guys